you have found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, we'll be breaking down uh, Vooch buying a new home and what that could mean for his long-term plans with the Chicago Bulls. We'll also be going over the NBA offseason survey done by execs and GMs, and then we'll talk about how this list does or does not reflect the Chicago Bulls. We're going to see all that and more on today's Locked On Bulls. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You have found yourself on Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat the Designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central, and today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Pat. So we, we, we did a live stream yesterday. We talked about Nikola Vucevic and his ranking on the top 25 center list. We also talked about what it could like look like for an extension for him. Well, there are some signs pointing that that extension is going to be coming very soon as Nikola Vucevic buys a new house in Lincoln Park. How do you feel about it? Um, I, I mean, we knew this was coming somewhat, right? Like as soon as they said they were trying to get a deal done in training camp, that Vooch was probably going to be here for the long haul. Um, but buying a crib in Lincoln Park pretty much solidifies that, right? Like, yeah. you don't buy a crib and then, like, two months later, it's like, Trey Vooch, all right, we're going to get it done for you. Like, he's going to be here, uh, and he plans on being a major part of what the Chicago Bulls do. Now, at, at a minimum, right, at a minimum, could I say that maybe this points to a a good deal getting done between them right like good business on both sides getting done between them where Vooch gets what he wants but he's going to be here long enough that he has to buy a home that he wants to buy a home mm-hmm. sure right like I'm, I'm hoping this doesn't point to the sign of like us signing Vooch to a five-year extension and this is the uh <laughs> this is where he plans to finish his career out at um but I mean maybe hey listen if we're winning I'm all for it I I you know how I feel about Vooch I while I do think he needed to improve in a lot of areas last season, I also believe that it's okay for NBA players to have up and down seasons because that's just human nature sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't always go the same way. So I'm I'm glad that it seems at least based off of this that Vooch is going to be back here for the long haul, especially when you're talking about continuity for this team. Yeah, continuity is one of the biggest things with that. Um you got to look at the fact that, like, he does have uh, children. Um, he, you saw a son a couple of post games last season, honestly. Yeah. You, so, yeah, I mean, settling, putting down roots, uh, the fact that he was already here for a year and a half and hadn't bought a house because apparently you, his free agency was coming up. And as, as being an NBA player, you know, hey, you can be on the go at any time. So, like, him yeah. buying a house – Putting down roots, that's that's that shows signs that he is going to be here for a long time. Uh, like, and you said, like, even if Vooch did sign a five year contract, it all comes down to the money for me. Well, I wouldn't yeah, hate it. For sure. I wouldn't hate it because if it, if it's reasonable, if he signs for like five years, sixty million, I'm not mad at that at all. Now that is an extremely low contract for Vooch. But I'm just saying, if it is something like that, I wouldn't be mad at that. 
Well, and and I guess the thing would be right. Like, does Vooch, is Vooch one of those players that's okay having his career transition in, in Chicago? Right, like most players aren't aren't okay with having their career transition in the same spot that they played a lot of games in. Usually, it's like, okay, trade me, and then you go to another team, and that other team usually confirms, like, nah, dog, you're not that good no more. So we're gonna come, we're gonna bring you off this bench. <laughs> um, is Vooch somebody that's okay with being on the same team for a while? And having his career transition into one day being a bench player, right? Like maybe Vooch, I and mean, maybe we don't get to that point. Maybe Vooch is like 35, and all of a sudden he's back putting up 20 points a game and 12 rebounds. And we're just sitting here like, wow, what a great signing. But it doesn't seem that likely. But they and it seems like right, the Bulls are trying to have that transition that will be Marco eventually taking on that role as the starting big man and Booch kind of phasing his way out. I thought that meant probably trading Booch at one point. It seems like that means maybe he's sticking around and just going to transition into that great bench big that, uh, that, that you want to see him become. I don't know. I, I, I like the fact that he's going to be here. I like the fact that the bulls have consistent leadership. Cause I think that's yeah. something that they've lacked throughout sure. a lot of this process. And I think really, if you look at it, if if Vooch does have the twilight of his seat of his career here in, with the Chicago Bulls, look at it this way: Yeah, he it is a natural pass off that at least right now, unless the Bulls yeah. do draft somebody else, make a trade, something. It seems like at least built into the roster that it is going to be that transition with him and Marco. That seems like what AK at least hopes to happen. We'll see if yeah. Marco actually lives up to that, and that can be it. But then if you look at that transition naturally happening, and then you do move Vooch to the bench. Vooch's game is not built off athleticism. While maybe at 35 years old, he's not the the 18 and 11 player, but I would I wouldn't think that Vooch, considering how he can pass the ball, yeah. even if his shooting drops down, but what he does have in the post game, he can be a solid big coming off the bench for you for years. So definitely could, right? And and yeah. I I think that's the funny thing about Vooch. Like Vooch has probably the slowest moves in the world. But they just work so well. Like he hits you with that little elbow fake and must be biting on it every time. I'll be like, he's not going that way. <laughs> One of these days he's gonna hit it up and under going that way, and we're just gonna be like, What just happened? Right, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think I think that's the thing about that that excites me kind of and and it's it's what's excited me about AK building this team the entire time, right? The yeah. one thing that we we both talked about is that the Bulls have built to be are built to be competitive now. But when you're talking about possibly winning a championship, when you're talking about what's actually going to come in, right? I don't think either of us think we're winning championship seven next season. But see, Red Fred will see Red Fred definitely believes that. I was thinking the same thing. But uh, when you're when you're talking about the long term, right? You got a lot of young guys on this team. Zach Levine, 28, 27, something yeah. like that. Um, Lonzo's 24. P. Wills, 21. Finally, congrats, brother. Uh, have a Shout beer. Out. He can actually uh, have or a maybe drink don't. Now. Actually, we he don't finally you know, have beer. A beer make you look like this, not like that. Um, <laughs> so have a beer. Yeah, you know I mean, but, but Io's young. A white so, claw. People right, is probably have white, a white claw. claw. Guy. Have a white claw. <laughs> <laughs> we don't got them as a sponsor, do we? I'll never forget, bro. <laughs> I'll never forget watching Big Dave's face. Shout out Big Dave, man. We miss you, brother. I'll never forget watching Big Dave's face. When well, they pause. Won. You said we miss you like he's not with us anymore. I don't know if that's a pause, but all right, man. <laughs> Dave's not dead. It's just he's not on this podcast anymore. He's doing bigger things. Um, but <laughs> I'll never forget watching him try to try to uh, do the sponsor for White Claw on Bulls outsiders and just going, 
<laughs> like, he just, for the podcast, listen, he just stared at it for a second, bro. <laughs> hey, if somebody can pull that clip up, that was such a moment for me. He, he <sighs> You could tell he did not like White Claw, but bro. they was paying him. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody can find that clip for me, pull that up. Oh, my God. That was so funny to me. Oh, man. But you talk about Vuce, like, having the, the ending part of his career here. And you know what my mind went now, Vooch already has played more time here than this person, but like, what if Vooch is like the Kendall Gill of this generation? Like he we trade for him, he stays in Chicago forever, and he just ends up being a part of Chicago media. Like, bro, he could be, bro. I, I told I told uh uh <laughs> me and Hayes was talking about it. You and said I was it like, like I'm not Hayes, I'm right here. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, I'm saying I'm saying I'm I'm talking to the I audience. Now. I got you, I got you. <laughs> I'm saying like Bro, I, I was sitting there and I was like, bro, Kendall Gill didn't play for us that long. Why is he so revered in our media? I, I, I guess you take it to right going to Illinois and stuff like that. Like he's always been around That's Chicago. True. That that That's true. comes into play with it. But I literally was like, he played for us for like 30 games. <laughs> he played 56 games in the Chicago Bulls uniform. <laughs> hey, and he's never left. He's never, well, technically he did leave because he did play one season for Milwaukee after us, but I mean, he probably Same still spot. stayed in Chicago. Crib was yeah. still here. Crib was still, was still here. So and he's just been like here that. forever since then. Like, hey, Boots <laughs> might become the Kendall Gill of the future, bro. You never know, man. Hey, I will say this, though. I don't know. Like, if you look at Vooch when he does actually talk, like in post games and stuff, Vooch actually could be a, a, a not somebody who, like, you want to do a ton of color commentary, but yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Vooch in Chicago media at some point. I wouldn't be mad at seeing Vooch in Chicago media, maybe in the Will Purdue role though. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't, yeah, I, don't I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I don't know if I want Vooch on the play by play. No, no. no. I mean, yeah, no. It's definitely it's, podcast, like media, not, not, not commentary. Like that's that's the difference. I feel like Vooch podcasting for Vooch would be perfect because Vooch would be like the perfect setup guy. By the way, Vooch, you need a podcast to come through. We can add a third. Uh, <laughs> but. I feel like I feel like Vooch is like like the the perfect setup dude. Just like so, uh, when was the first time you knew you weren't good? <laughs> and then like and then like just lets lets them talk dead silence, dead he air. Just looks and at him just, and just look is looking at him the whole time. Like I'm waiting for the answer. Uh, but <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna move on to the next topic, which we're gonna talk about this uh, NBA offseason survey. But first, gotta talk to you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your, your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports rage and information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They got you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening today. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right. So, Pat, NBA execs were all surveyed. Uh, and ESPN has the results of this. There are several questions asked in this. We're going to go through this one by one, give our thoughts on it. And then in the last segment, we'll break down why are there not any bulls on this list. And is that, should, be, should that be a concern? So, the first part of the survey was who is the best player in the NBA right now? Giannis got 11 votes. Steph got three. LeBron got one. How do you feel about this? I, I can't even be mad at um, Steph getting three. I, I don't get why are there only 12 though? or what is that? 11 to 14. I think they just gave the top ones and they're, they're, probably everybody else got one vote. 
There's probably a bunch of other players. Ah, that that's got true. One that's true. That's true. That's probably. But you know, they had to put Ste- they had to make sure Steph's name was on the list, so they they made sure that they put him. on. I mean, I, here's the thing. That's a drastic drop off, and it's hilarious, right? Because this comes off the eve of Gilbert Arenas saying that uh, Giannis is. Um, I, I don't want to twist his words. I forget how he put it. He, he oh no, said, it lo- actually looks like the panel was only 15. It was 15 coaches, scouts, and executives. So. That's okay. It. Okay. Uh, it comes off the off the eve of Gilbert Arenas basically saying that Giannis has not improved his game since he got in the NBA. He just got stronger. Um, that's idiotic, bro. Hey, bro. That's listen, come on, bro. Listen, listen. Gil was, be having some hot takes, bro. Like he just be saying shit sometimes. Uh, here's the thing. Everything that he mentioned, now I will say, there's certain things that Giannis is not great at, but everything that he mentioned, Giannis has literally improved. If you can't see that Giannis is a better, I think out of anything, Giannis is a much better facilitator. A much better facilitator than he was in seasons previous. Giannis is a dominant defender putting up 40. and, And I think the thing is, right, like it's the conversation of skill over um impact and i think when you talk about it right there are two guys that have the most amount of impact in this game right now and to me it's Giannis. and last year stephen curry steph showed me so much last season bro because i always said if steph played in the 90s he wouldn't be able to deal with the contact he said now nah, we're gonna put on some muscle and we're gonna handle that that myth too by the way i'm gonna win another championship i had to give him credit yeah, you can't take anything away from Steph. Uh, all right, next up, one up was who would be the best player in the NBA in five years? Giannis won this one again with seven <laughs> votes. Luka was second with six votes. Jason Tatum with two. He's only 26. Bro, that's crazy. <laughs> that is, I, I, I really forget how young. It's, it's kind of like with Andre Drummond. Giannis has just been around so long that, it's, that you forget. Hey, he's still extremely young, bro. That's crazy. I probably agree with this. He's 27. This. I don't it's 27, my bad. Yeah. Uh I, I'll say this. I don't I don't see Tatum as that. I don't see Tatum. There as was that. a brief time where I did think that it was possible for Tatum. I don't see it for Tatum anymore. Matter of fact, I would almost flip. I I personally like this list. Giannis and Luca number two. I'm not I can't hate on that. I'd almost put Ja number three. You don't for see me, it for Ja either? I, I love Ja. I okay. love Ja. I really want Ja to be that dude. He got to stop falling down first, though. He scares the heck out of me every single time he's on the floor coming from the basket. It's just like, Derek. But Anthony Edwards. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I forgot that. Anthony In Edwards. five years? Absolutely has that. Anthony absolutely. Edwards. Absolutely. And I think I think the thing is right. Tatum yeah. Tatum's on this list because Tatum's already done and he's been at that level. But I can't I can't say even as great of a scorer as Tatum is that Anthony Edwards doesn't, in my mind, embody a lot of the things that I think will ascend to being one of the best players in the NBA. If how long how how long do you think Anthony Edwards plays in Minnesota before he's like I got to get up out of here? You know what? Here's the thing about Minnesota. When they draft mugs and they actually talented, they usually tend to stick around they for do. a minute. They do. They used to they stick usually around for a long to, like time. Like KG and them, uh, like KG stuck around for a long, it was he like, bro, like, like y'all way suck. longer than what he should. <laughs> and then he left and immediately won a title. So, yeah, I mean, like, bro, bro, y'all suck. Come on. Now. 
Trade me. Like, they, no, I don't know why. Like, and it, like he was loyal as heck to that team, but KG, I mean, man, like. Cat. Cat yeah. resigned there. Wiggins technically resigned there. They just end up trading them. Like, yeah. Minnesota does, weirdly enough, doesn't have an issue keeping people there. They just get rid of the wrong people and don't bring in the right head coach. They they they, they just look at it and they be like, yeah, Jimmy Butler ain't the answer. <laughs> Let me tell That's you where hilarious. that mistake came in, my boy. <laughs> All right, next up, who will MVP uh, next season? Now, this is more spread out. So we got five votes for Giannis, four for Luka, four for Joel Embiid, one for Steph, and one for John Morant. Luka. Luka? I think because there's been such a cry for Luka and because he was so disrespected for most of the season last year. Like, he wasn't even in the conversation for most of the season last year. And it was just like, hey, bro, like, anybody see that dude down there that's averaging 30 and, like, killing everybody on a night-in, night-out basis? Why are we not talking about him more? And, and again, right, it it comes to every 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 now and then they got to give that um, – they got to show Dallas a little more love because they be like, oh, yeah, y'all do play in the NBA, don't you? Like, they, they forget about Dallas. Muggs never realized that Dirk was one of the best power forwards of all time until all of a sudden he was in a playoff run beating everybody. Yeah, this is true. This is true. It's, uh yeah, it's, Dirk is, Dirk was amazing, and he didn't get the the the, the respect until it was too late. Like, his farewell tour, they they understood. And he was going <laughs> that's to That's because somebody went and looked at the numbers and was like, hey, anybody notice this dude's like top 10 in a lot of categories? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, we got to talk about him, but like, yeah, he's yeah. really freaking good. <laughs> yeah. Next up, who will be the best rookie in five years? So Paulo got six votes. Check, check got six votes. Jaden Ivey got two. Keegan Murray got one. Dalen Terry didn't get any votes, by the way. What do you think about you? What do you think about this? I'm going Dalen Terry over three of these mugs. I can't say over Paolo though. Yeah, I can. So I, I can think I think Paolo, Paolo, Paolo's probably gonna be the best one. Paolo's a dog. If you, if, you look, <laughs> if you look at scoring, yes, he's gonna be. I got some. I got some concerns with Paolo's defense on the NBA level. I mean, he ain't MPJ. Yeah, he's not MPJ. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I mean, right. MPJ got a got a two hundred million dollar deal. <laughs> yeah, but I. Said. I uh, I don't know, man. I think I think Dalen I think Dalen is gonna get above a couple of these dudes, bro, just because of his work ethic. Now oh. he may not he may not have the ceiling that a couple of these dudes have. You know, you know me too. I don't know. I don't know how Chet's gonna hold up in the NBA. So. Yeah, I, I do have concerns with that too. Uh, they better I, make that they, man a shooting guard they, real they, quick. They, I have a lot of a lot of hope and promise for Dalen Terry. That's all I'm going to say. His work ethic is going to, I think, make him hit a higher ceiling than what people are thinking. He will so we'll be, here's, here's one that's not on this list. He will be, in five years, Chicago Bulls fans' favorite player. Favorite player. There's a key difference. Their favorite, favorite player. I agree because he will be the dude that he's going to be. The, he's going to be the guard for forward. Up, uh, Joe Kim Noah is what he projects to be, bro. He's gonna be the dude that embodies Chicago: hard hat, lunch pail, work life. Let's get to work. And it's so funny too. You do you remember how in Joe Kim Noah's rookie season he did like it was something I don't remember exactly. He had like a motivate. He tried to motivate people and people were like, and somebody was like, "This is coming from a rookie." And then him and Ben Wallace got into it. Ben Wallace, yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. him and Ben Wallace. Yeah, yeah I never forget funny. that. Yeah, that's crazy. And Joe was gonna fight Ben Wallace, which I don't know. Like rookie but Joe, Joe, that might Joe, not that was skinny. But then, but then he played it off in the interview. He was like, "You think I'm gonna fight the strongest player in the NBA?" And then after Ben Wallace was finally traded, I was like, "No, nah, him and him and Joe almost came to blows." <laughs> 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 
listen, listen, Joe, it wasn't a great decision on your part. I'm not I mean, lie to you. it was a great decision because he didn't actually get the blow. So, I mean, he, hey, it worked out, right? The yeah, bluff worked, worked out, out but Ben would have took you apart. Okay. <laughs> Old man Ben right now would take a lot of young people hey, apart. Hey, like, hey, they just they just instantly start playing like the the malice in the palace on like the TV behind bro, Joe. Like, Joe, don't do it. Don't do it. Do you, Remember like, this even, dude. Even elderly Ben Wallace nowadays still looks like he would put hands on somebody. But all right, we got to end the segment. Last last one up. Which team will Kevin Durant be on the day after the trade deadline? Thirteen votes went to the Brooklyn Nets, one to the Phoenix Suns, one to the Boston Celtics. Anything there? I I think I think Phoenix. You think he's going to be on Phoenix before the end of the season? I don't know what I said on Locked On NBA because I don't remember that far back. But I feel like looking at this now and looking at what the what the league is heading or what uh Brooklyn is heading towards, I could yeah. see him being moved still. Uh-huh. But unless unless the owners are like, no, we're not giving you away. Now what <laughs> we'll get into this before we go though is. Uh, which team had the worst offseason? The Chicago Bulls did not receive one vote. Dallas Mavericks got six. Hornets got three. Nets got two. Nuggets got one. Lakers got one. Minnesota got one. Portland got one. Which is, I think uh, Portland actually had a pretty solid offseason for where they were. But uh, You got to think about it, though. Portland's, Portland's offseason technically encompasses during the season where they just were like, we'll get rid of everyone. And then not replacing any of them. <laughs> This is true. Um, I don't think Brooklyn had the worst offseason. Brooklyn actually had a pretty decent offseason. You kept Kevin Durant. You kept Kevin Durant. And they added TJ Warren. You added TJ Warren. And they just signed Markeith Morris. Don't turn your back. (laughs) All right. We're going to go ahead and get into the next segment. Uh... (laughs) Hey, I'm not even upset by that. You can say whatever you want about me, Markeith Morris. I don't care. You punch somebody in the head and turn your back. (laughs) <laughs> never in my life have i gone i'm gonna hit this dude now let me look away oh my god man you are crazy bro uh moving right along brother um no bulls at all represented in this survey there are a couple of survey questions we didn't get a chance to go over just because of time but bulls not represented in this in any of it is that a problem for you at all? No, because guess what? Analysts, well, executives too, write things down at one point, and then the next year they're like, oh, we were wrong. But it does tell me that there's some guys that need to take a big step, right? Like, I don't know if I believe that Zach Levine takes the step to a consistent superstar, but that doesn't mean he can't be a number one on your team. That doesn't mean he can't be a great player for your team. Um I just think that you got to win a heck of a you you got to start winning some MVPs and stuff like that to get the superstar level and for me that's a lot of dudes that's going to be in front of Zach at all times but I think Zach could put up really good numbers and I think that there's just a lot of guys that have to take steps to change people's minds on this list Patrick Williams is the main one and it's it, it sucks that a lot of this does hinge on Patrick Williams but he's your number four pick in the draft and even AK setting this up so that hey a lot of this hinges on Patrick Williams we're not going to not be competitive but if we're going to talk about best players in the NBA and who has the best shot to do it the 21 year old kid that literally has all the length all the size all the ability has to be the one to make that move I'm gonna ask you this 
of Bulls players that are on the roster right now, I'm going to ask you one of the questions from the survey. Who's the best player on the Bulls in five years? I'd probably still say Zach Levine because when Zach's at that healthy, point, at that point, a 33 year old Zach Levine, probably. Okay. okay. Because of Zach's healthy, right? We've seen him improve his game in different facets every year. We've seen him add something to his game in different facets every year. Even him having a healthy off season this year, he's probably going to improve in some way, shape or form this season. So I'd probably still go Zach Levine, but it's also because of the unknown of Patrick Williams. I, I I want Patrick to take this step. I want him to be this dominant player that takes over the NBA and is worth the number four pick in the draft, but I, I can't guarantee that he can. What I can guarantee is Zach's going to be a top 10 scorer in the NBA. Uh, he's going to be one of the better facilitators in the NBA at a guard position, at a point, a shooting guard position, and... Hopefully his defense continues to improve. Who's the second? Probably Patrick Williams. I think okay. Patrick Williams will improve his game. I, I don't have, in my mind, Patrick Williams can get to 18 and eighteen and 6. Right? I don't know if he gets past that. Who's our starting point guard in the next five years? Io DeSumo. What's Daylon Terry's role? Is Daylon Terry the starter at the three by then? I don't think Daylon Terry will have a role. I think they're going to be like, whatever position you need to play, just punch somebody in their mouth. <laughs> like, I really think I, I really think Daylon is literally just going to be where do we need where we need Daylon to play tonight. Okay. Because he's is so he, Is he in the starting he's line? Is, so is our starting lineup at that point, Io DeSumo, Zach Levine, Daylon Terry, Patrick Williams at one through four? I don't know. I I can't I can't throw Dalen in there just off of. I haven't GP. seen him yet. Yeah. I I haven't seen nothing of him yet. I've seen summer league Dalen. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I just wanted to see where your mind is with with this Bulls team. I think so far, I but... think here's the thing. Oh, here's like, the big wait. Hold on. Here's the biggest question. Do the Bulls win title number seven within the next five years? That's the question. Hmm. No. Okay, no. so that that at that point will be seven years of Acme, no title. Yeah, I mean okay. winning titles is hard. Uh, no, it is absolutely. So absolutely. I I I don't think I don't think they will. But again, there's a lot of guys that got to prove it to me, and that's the only reason I can't say I'm going with the logical over my heart. My heart tells me that Patrick Williams is going to turn into a player. That okay. Dalen Terry is going to be the glue guy that I've been asking for. That Io DeSumo is going to absolutely come in and be our starting point guard and be a dominant Drew Holiday-type player, and that we'll have Zach Levine on top of all that and Marco Semenovich develops into uh, the next Nikola Vucevic. My heart tells me that, and that means we get championship seven. Okay, but, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair logic enough. is tough to throw. When you throw some logic in there, it's like everybody can't be great. That's fair. Can they? That's fair. That's can fair. Let, let us know yeah, down below. Can. Let us know down below what you guys think, man. But that's it. We got to wrap it up today. Uh, go ahead and send us off, Pat. Hey, man, follow us on everything at Pat. Or follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Follow us both on everything at Locked On Bulls and tell Markeith Morris 
Keep turning your head, brother. <laughs> and you can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E. Thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go and check it on Locked On NBA, where the Locked On experts break down all his latest news, rumors, and developments in 30 minutes or less. They can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Before Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls, and we out, y'all.